You are listening to Genuine Chit Chat. This show is for real. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week, I am again joined by Tony Farina for part two of our Weezer discussion. So if you haven't already, make sure you go back and listen to part one of this conversation or go to youtube.com slash genuine chits chat and you can watch the entire unsplit conversation with video, which should be out only a few hours after this part drops on the audio exclusive feed. So you should be able to go over to YouTube. But I hope that all of you lovely listeners are subscribed to my YouTube channel because A, it helps the show out and B, there's loads of cool stuff over there. So please check that out. But if you have listened to part one, you don't want to go to YouTube and you just want to get straight into it, would have no fear in this part two myself and Tony spend the vast majority of the time continuing our ranking of the Weezer albums and in case people miss how we're ranking them and things there are several occasions in which we do go back through what we've had so far and then also at the end we do give our final sort of list too so uh, yeah really fun conversation there we also give our favorite Weezer tracks and uh, yeah if you enjoyed part one you're going to enjoy part two so that's going to be enough from me my friends make sure you check out the show notes as well because there's the link to the Weezer sketch by Saturday Night Live there's Tony's website there's information on recent collaborations myself and Tony have done and loads of other great bits of content so check out the show notes give Tony all the love in the world visit his website sign up to his mailing list all that sort of jazz and I'll speak to you right at the end with what's to come and a bit of extra information welcome to genuine chit chat where we have honest conversations with interesting people and I'm your host Mike Burton that original Pinkerton I agree the deluxe version of Pinkerton is better Everything that you've you've said is true. So I mean, but they kind of still come in at the same place to me because I didn't even know about it until you told me. So it's re- brand brand new for me. If we did this again in three years, I may be able to be like, oh, okay, now I feel what that is. So I think you're right. I don't think. I mean, blue is in the lower part of the next tier for me. Mm-hmm. So what's your so what's your your next and we'll because people can get confused when we've got to number one, we'll just briefly kind of skip through. Yeah, yeah. and just say them again. So your next back one. The next above above what would have been um, Hurley, Hurley for me. yes. Yeah. So like, I guess it would be whatever that is, 15 or 14 or whatever it is. Um, is that's, that's actually where Blue comes in. Oh, nice. Yeah, so yeah. So it's not- even yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It's, and again, I mean, I get, this is just because I think then, um, and then just above that is actually Green. Funny enough, Green is up next for mine. For, yeah, for yeah. me, the four yeah. worst is it's Pacific- uh, blue, black, then green. That's mm, okay. Yeah, green is right there. And again, green. Listen, uh, Island of the Sun. I know that is a that's the big hit, but I actually love that song. Mm-hmm. I do think it's because again the the melodies are glorious, and Brian gets to sing a lot on that. Knockdown Drag Out is a great song. I love that. Song. I love that. Love song. it. That oh girlfriend. And, oh, I was just gonna say amazing oh, songs. It's so just good. It's a heart wrencher. And so it's, I almost feel kind of bad. Like I was like, is green really that low? But like when I look at it, and again, it's not low. I listen to green all the time. But like objectively, then just above that are the two Pinkertons, the regular Pinkerton and Deluxe just yeah. come just above that for me. So it's kind of like, I mean, to say green is their 10th best album, I think it is. But it's a really fucking great album. Oh, girlfriend. I love that was one of the first songs that really clicked with me of Weezer. So when I've been doing this discography, I was like, Oh, Girlfriend, Knockdown, Drag Out. And then I think Crab is another one from that album. Crab is and really I was like, good, Those, yeah. th- I, I, I actually put Green re- quite high. It was like, it was mid for me, like dead in the middle. Yeah. And then when I've been doing this re listen, I was like, If I take out, because I don't like Islands in the Sun that much, I think it's all right, but it plays on the radio yeah. f- constantly. Of course it does. So if sure. I take that one out, I've already heard a hundred times. That's, that was what I thought was Weezer's biggest song, which I think it actually is. But it is their biggest that, selling. That it is their Buddy highest Holly for rate. me. Yeah. And, um, and probably Beverly Hills. Yeah, I don't rate Beverly Hills that much. Um, but I'm, I'm just actually... saying, like, as far as possible. I see, like, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah the top yeah, three, yeah. the big the hits. The people is... know, yeah, the yeah. biggest hits are those three. So, yeah. And I found, I was like, I listened to Green Album, and I was like, you know, Oh Girlfriend, and Knock Out, Drag Out, um, Knock Down, Drag Out, and uh, Crab, they're three of my favorite Weezer songs. So I put Green quite high, and then I was really listening to it, and I was like, the rest of the... You take out Islands in the uh, in the Sun, and my three ones I really like, there's not actually that much left. You're like, it's all right. But it yeah, is, you just, it could fun. be, if you release the green EP and it was just four tracks, it would be like a perfect EP. Sure. And that's kind of how I felt with this album. I was like, yeah. 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 
So that's where I'm at. So, okay. So yeah. you go next. So now I know we're is, just all over the place. We're just we going to have to talk we, but it's, yeah, it's yeah. just, it's hard to do a list without us being A, in the same room without trying to, because I'm not, I try not yeah. to show people the list because I don't want to get spoiled, but also I don't want people to have to go on YouTube. To, there's yeah, a couple right. of podcasts I really like and they started doing video and now they're video reliant and you listen to just audio version. Like the, the, it's always sunny podcast. I love it because I love it. It's yeah. always sunny in Philadelphia, but they're literally like, there's certain episodes and they're like, they say at the start, if you're not watching on video, there's not really much point. And it's like, but uh, I started but, this as a podcast. And you I want to, I prefer podcasts over I do videos. for the most like, part. I can't sit, like I'm moving around. When I listen to podcasts, I'm doing other things. Same. To watch a video, I got to sit and watch it. Yeah, a video is I would a like to engage with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, watching an hour long podcast is like watching a small movie. It's like, I correct. have to, whereas if I listen to, I can listen to hours of an audio book doing other shit, you know? It's, correct. 100%. Um, but yeah. my next one's going to offend you a little bit because I know how much you love it. But it's it okay. is shat on a lot by Weezer fans. It uh, is. Gratitude. It's Ratitude. It's fair. So, uh, Ratitude, what I find very interesting is there are actually three different versions of Ratitude. Yeah. Um, so, there's the standard one, which is about 13 songs and 46 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, that's the standard international version, should I say. Oh. So, there's the... there's the in- God, I've already made a mess of this. Right. Three main versions. My version is 10. Right. Oh, so, there's 10 plus four. four. Wow. There's four versions then. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. you've got your standard version, which is 10 tracks. Which, 10 plus four for the deluxe. Yep. Yeah. Then... For the international version, there's an additional song, which you okay. get in the deluxe international version and in the standard international version, which what I get on Spotify. Sure. And then there's the, quote, standard international version. So there's the international version, the deluxe international version, and then the standard international version. All three of them are different lengths, has slightly different songs on them. So the standard international has got a cover of Kids and Poker Face, and then it's also got a story of my life on it. But the non... but the album Story of my life by Social D? Uh, I think it might be a cover, yeah. I Life think so. goes by so I think fast. it's that one. I don't know I the original well Social, social Distortion. Oh. So, so that's mm. really weird. But then the deluxe edition, you've got um, like Underdogs and Pretty's Girl in the Whole Wide World, Get Me Some, and uh, Run Over by a Truck, which Run Over by a Truck that's is great. one of my favorite songs. That's so I, good. When I found out that was on deluxe, I was like, they have robbed. Whoever bought the just normal edition of Ratitude, they have robbed. Because Run Over by a Truck, I heard it once, I was like, this is quite weird. So the guitar or fine. the bass line sounds like a like a truck revving. Yeah, like, yeah. This is just a really simple concept song that just works. So many it levels. It totally works. So yeah. that other song alone bumped it up for me. But it was out in two thousand nine. I think it's a good album. I enjoy. This is so the, I'd say Black, Blue, and Pacific Daydream are almost don't bother with unless you're a Weezer completionist. Green is, for me. I think just because of the three or four amazing songs. I think it just gets into the middle bracket for mm. me. But Green and, and Ratitude are just like, they're good Weezer albums. Mm-hmm. They're good. But as albums as a whole, for me, I found with Ratitude is uh, there are five songs on there that I like. Um, one of them in the more, I don't mind. But you know, if you're wondering if I want you to, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly how it goes. If you're wondering if I want you to, phenomenal. Put me back together. Phenomenal. Tripping down the freeway. Phenomenal. In the mall. Pretty good. Running down the truck. Phenomenal. But run over by a truck, rather. Phenomenal. But then every other song, I was like, I like the feel of the album. I enjoyed listening to it as an album. But when I was trying to pick out specific songs, that's where I was struggling. So that alone for me is it doesn't quite elevate. I hear that. And that's obviously much higher for me. And the thing about Ratitude is, um, I would say, is it's a concept album. Mm, and so okay. it's why it's a better album. It's a, it's a whole thing. And in the video, for if you're wondering if you want, it takes place in Weezerville, Population Weezer, which is maybe one of the greatest videos of all time. It's great. There's like little kid versions of Weezer. It's awesome. <laughs> I think I shared it in the Discord the other day. Um, but if you read it, if you read the 10 songs, although Get Run Over by a, Run Over by a Truck would actually work with the video for if you're wondering if you want me to. Um so I just take the 10 songs as a as, as concept album, and they haven't done many of those. Um, so I, that's why I think as an album, it really works. And The Girl Got Hot, that is like a really specific, like, you know, rom-com bullshit movie trope. And I think <laughs> yeah. they're making fun of that. I think it's really meta. I think it's a meta album. Mm-hmm. Um, can't Stop the Party in Lil, Lil Wayne's on there. Well, that, I, uh, that jarred me. It, but lot. again, it's all part of the concept. I, I think they I totally like know what they're doing. I yeah. would, as I said, I when I read it, choose one of those albums. I heard, yeah, can't stop the party with Little Wayne, and I was like, this is weird. The more I hear it, the more I, I, I like it, the more I kind of get it. But it is also like, it it felt, it kind of felt like Ed Sheeran to me. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, sure. yeah, yeah, it, it's two things that for me personally didn't quite gel but i did find an interesting fact i'm sure you already knew is that i believe it was a uh, ratitude 
the name of the album was named by Rain Wilson, who plays I did not uh, know that. Dwight oh. from the US office. Yeah, yeah that's he, amazing. He said Ratitude to uh, Rivers once and said you should name an album. Can you Ratitude imagine the two of those two just standing around oh, talking. Ner- being the biggest nerds ever? Oh my it God. would be incredible. I, I would love that. But sorry, I, I interjected. No, uh, no. No, it's fine because, well, it, it, Ratitude was dipping in and out of my top five. Uh, and and it, it ultimately didn't make it. It comes in at a hard six. Oh. But it is... It is very good. Um, it is very, very good. I really enjoy it, I think, because I read it. And um, one of my favorite singer-songwriters, Amy Mann, um, she put out a concept album that nobody really got. And it's um, it's one of those things where it's hard to do because, again, in this streaming age, but 2009 is when they put this out. And God, I want to say, let me click on mine, because, again, as you know, I buy albums. Mm. Um uh, no, 2005, The Forgotten Arm. Uh, but it was so The Forgotten Arm is this album Amy put out. And if you don't listen to it in order, I mean, she put a couple singles out, but if you don't listen to it in order, it really doesn't make a lot of sense. But you're like, oh, when you listen to it together, you're like, get what you were doing. So that's just kind of how I've always, and then nobody's told me that. That's just my English teacher, Tony Farina, stretching thing that I do, stretch it, stretch it. So uh, you mean anyway, your genius yeah. level anal- oh, analysis of whatever. just being a, that's- a contrarian. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what it is. Okay, and then so my next ones up are are the two Pinkerton albums, mm-hmm. and I know those are going to rank higher for you. I think they're great. Um, Pink Triangle. Listen, anybody who went to college in America, I feel like who ha, who went to like a your me small town conservative town. I'm not a conservative guy, but I'm from a small town conservative town. And you go off to college and you meet these people, and you know you like. When you're a liberal person from a small conservative town, you like gravitate towards like-minded people, which means odds are you're hanging out with LGBTQ folks because they're going to be a little more liberal-minded. And so every straight guy I know in the world at one point in time had a huge crush with a lesbian, myself included. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've done that. Yeah, yeah, So Pink Triangle is is one of the most brilliantly written songs. And I've actually heard... A lot of people shit on Pink Triangle because they're like, it's ma- they read it as Weezer's mad at her. The mm. song says, I'm dumb. Mm. He's not saying, fuck you. He's saying, I'm so stupid. I thought she could be the one. We were good as married, in- but married in my heart's no good. And so married in my mind's no good. So you're like, yeah, he's just like, he's that guy who's like, oh my God, I found a person. And then, but but going through that experience, it allows you to then say, Oh, now I know how to just be friends with people. Mm. And so then you can go on. Like my one of my best friends from high school back, it's never been a romantic thing. Like it's a gross. Like she's my sister. I, I whenever I text her or call her, I'm like, what's up, sister? She sends me things like, hey, little brother, or whatever. That's how we are. It's never been that way. Um, and but I always just thought, well, because she's back. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just one of those things. And so it's this whole idea that. You know, the, the myth of when Harry met Sally, men and women can't be friends. I disagree with that. I think when men and women are friends all the time. 100%. But I also think, like, some people need to go through the pink triangle to get there. That's so, a good shout. You know what I mean? So I just think it's a really smart. And again, it is just such an honest, raw, brutal album. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and I never disliked Pinkerton. But to me, it's like right in the middle. It is the middle album for me. It is very good. It shows you what they can do. I mean, El Scorcho. I, I actually think El Scorcho is actually overrated, in my opinion. Do you think so? I really like it's, it. Well, it's, yeah. Yeah, no pressure. No pre- pressure at yeah. all. Uh, oh, anything. Obviously, you and I know we never want to, yeah. never going to yeah. offend each other. But with Pinkerton, because I'm... The standard Pinkerton, for me, I think that um, Why Bother's probably my favorite. Like, I think no it's other really one's great. Yeah. Why Bother's brilliant, The Good Life. you know. But Why Bother, I found that when I was... When I was getting into Pinkerton, I got into the lore of it. I think the lore of Pinkerton really elevates it a lot. And I think there's four years where Weezer disappeared and probably people sort of pre-internet were kind of getting crumbs and little bits and pieces, probably from like random interviews that Weezer were doing about this thing and just getting like a little sentence here and there about what Pinkerton was. And they probably heard about the rock opera idea, heard about uh, River's surgery, all that stuff. I found that the isolation angle really helps Pinkerton. If you go into Pinkerton knowing Rivers was basically bedbound for like I think it's months by himself, basically, and like in his mid twenties, like the the sort of your the peak of your socializing post getting really drunk and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. This is kind of like the mid twenties is when you start to tone down yourself, but you're still very social. 
Um, and I found that it's like, oh, it must be such a struggle not being able to see these people. And I found for me, with Pink Triangle, I kind of perceived it more so like he's by himself, isolated, and he's kind of overthinking things. And that's, mm. in a way, it's like, oh, I, I thought she was the one. Clearly she wasn't because I'm an idiot. I'm dumb. Yeah. But like, there's women, I think, or there's people, but I think everyone who's listening um, has fallen for apart from the, the very few people who are with their childhood sweethearts and i know a couple of my friends who are like that so kudos to them but most people who aren't with their childhood sweethearts at some point you fancy someone or you maybe even think you're in love with someone and they are like a friend of yours maybe barely even an acquaintance and you're like in your head with all these things but every interaction you have with them there's just no spark whatsoever and you right. kind of set yourself in a knot and then you realize you go, oh, you, you kind of either grow up or you finally find someone else that likes you back and then you go oh that's what it was or whatever reason people find but for me pink triangle kind of was that it was a, he was just kind of by himself isolating overthinking stuff and that's why he keeps saying he's dumb because he's like i know i can never get it but it's it's nice to romanticize it in a way so i do like pink triangle but yeah for me um where with pinkerton i found you know tidal sex is cool it's quite heavy in a lot of ways what i oh, didn't yeah, expect yeah. and i was what like oh it's opening track. i want more of this i was like I, yeah. I and then i was like oh is this what pinkerton i can see and then they never do that again i'm like Okay, that's what Weezer's next album should be something heavy, but I'm always up for non-heavy bands doing heavy yeah, stuff. Yeah. But like, Get You is weird but cool. But then, no other one on Why Bother, um, as well as Falling for You. I love mm. Falling for You. They're they're some of really my favourites. But for me, the standard edition is actually the next. So for me, mm. for me so far, I've got Pacific Worse, then Blue, Black, Green, Ratitude, Standard Pinkerton. That's where I am at at the moment. Um, so. These ones we'll try and vaguely skim over because I do want to be able to yeah, talk about our I know we songs, gotta, but Yeah, we got to move through. So yeah, sorry. We'll kind of, this is what we do. I know. We could talk for four hours about this. And it is a band with, you know, 60-odd albums. I mean, uh, Death to False Metal isn't even classed as a studio album. It's classed as a compilation album, which is bullshit. But so for me, the next album, so album number 10 of my 16 is Death to False Metal. So mm. I think... Now this, I think, basically for me, I think Hurley, the Red Album... Ma- is it Maladroit or Maladra? Because... Maladroit, because like adroit is the word. Oh, okay, because I thought it was like a French word, and I was like, I have no idea what this word in, means. In, yeah, no, no, like maladroit is is the word. It's the opposite. It's the bad version of being adroit. What's adroit? I've never heard that word in my life. To be, uh, to be like keen, to be um, oh. aware. Okay, so, so like you're of, not aware. Oh, so it's zoned out almost, like kind of. Oh, right. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, because I'd never. And I, I don't know why I didn't look it up. Considering I spent like an hour going into the lore of Pinkerton, and I didn't decide to even look up what yeah, yeah. meant of an album. Yeah, yeah, so like, I always think of it as being keen. Like, you're not yeah. like keen, like I'm keen on that, but like I'm good at that thing. Like, mm. you're adroit, you're aware, you are you can do. Um, and then Maladroit. So like, the thing that I like about Maladroit as the title of an album is that they're not good at being a band anymore. And this mm. is their third bassist in three albums yeah. you know like so that it was but it's a really that's a banger anyway go, i like that i think that once i think maladroit and ratitude are both albums that work really well as albums i think there yeah. are a couple of albums that work better as albums but i think that the only reason they're lower on my rankings is just because that each of them have got four amazing tracks that i love and then the rest of it are just good songs. They were like as an album, I listen to Ratitude or Maladroit probably more than maybe some of my top albums. But because the top albums have got such phenomenal songs, like yeah. an example is the White Album. The White Album's pretty high up for me, but actually as an album, it's not that high up. It's just the songs Correct. I like on it, I like so so much it's elevating it yeah and that's the problem it's it's so i actually last minute i moved white album down by two slots literally today um but yeah for me if i for me so uh one two three five six so from the top down now so for me seven is hurley deluxe um eight is the red album nine is maladrot 10 is death to false metal um like death to false metal it's really cool love the i would say any listeners check out the unbreak my heart uh cover it's Ugh. fucking brilliant and then death to false metal is like i didn't really know it was a b-side album till i after the fact and i was like yeah they put out two really albums in one year yeah, it yeah. really doesn't feel like a b-side album it genuinely no. feels so well put together so they're my sort of they're my ones how how what yeah, are yours minor so so mine go like this um so um i would go Van Weezer, Maladroit, White, um, and then Ratitude. That gets you to six. Okay, yeah. So funny enough, we're very close. It's just I think you and I have probably just swapped the White and the Red albums because I think they both mean a lot to us for different reasons. Correct, yeah. 
Yeah, because yeah, so and for, white is white's a banger. White's so good. Every every, I mean, Maladroit is one of those ones that again, it, I, it was in my dead zone. Green mm. and Maladroit were in my dead zone. You know, it's like just I was having a kid and then I was getting divorced. I had two kids and I was getting divorced. And you know, I've got I have an oldest. My ex wife has a stepdaughter, and so that was just like I have a stepdaughter from my first marriage. And so, you know, I still am in touch with her and stuff, but it's like, shit was heavy at that time. And so it wasn't like Weezer. Um, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it Pinkerton was, was, maybe. That's probably the only feeling, No, but that's true. I was definitely feeling more Pinkerton at the time. Anyway, cool. but it's just like, you weren't aware of anything anyway. And so then, like I said, when Make Believe came out and I'm single, 2005 is actually the year I met Lee. So like, it's everything's on the upswing. I'm back and we, so I like, I, so Green and Maladroit, I actually kind of listened to together, you know, mm-hmm. outside of the singles that were out. Maladroit didn't have any singles. Everybody shits on it. They are wrong. It is a very good album. It feels like it could be an excellent first album. It's really good. Like yeah. it's the first album and it mm. is, it's the first album with Scott and it feels like that. Um, they're getting their sea legs. There's some excellent singles on there. So yeah. And then Van Weezer is just so much fun. Um, I love everything that it is, but again, it's, it's, and that was always, that's a concept album that I knew they were that for years. They've been talking about doing it. So I love that it exists. I like Van Halen, you know, everything about it. White is very good. Like I said, and then Ratitude is six, but it kept bumping back in and out of the top five, but I'm mm-hmm. leaving it at six. So that's where I'm at. And again, six, seven, eight, nine. If you ask me tomorrow, I'd be like, "White is the sixth best album." Like I could easily say that. Yeah. Well, I'm, for for me, so six is Van Weezer. So I'm it's so good. Yeah. It was very close. I, it was between that and the White Album for me were the two hidden spot for five. So that's my yeah. fifth is the White Album. But yeah. for the sixth, Van Weezer. The only reason I think Van Weezer isn't higher for me is because I think the first half of the album for me is phenomenal. You know, beginning of the end, I adore that song. I prefer the single version of it, the Wild Stallions version. But yeah, yeah, the, you know, the, the, the album is version awesome. is still yeah. good. But the problem is, I I got so into that single, and that so was like my good. jam for like two or three months. I remember you sent it to me, and I was like, "This might be one of the best rock songs I've ever heard." It's and then so I just, good. I, I was showing everyone I've ever met. I was like, "Hey, do you remember that? Do you want to get a high song by Weezer that you really like, even though you never explored the band any further?" Aside from yeah. that, yes, here's one other amazing song that you are guaranteed to enjoy. It's just so fun and great. The first five tracks of Van Weezer are amazing. I, mean, I just think the last five, apart from one more hit, because I love one more hit, the last five for me are just quite weak. But because the rest of it is so strong, and then I found out the four of the five, uh, four of the I think ten or eleven tracks on Van Weezer, they've all got interpolation, so they give songwriting credits. Because I remember messaging you, yeah, yeah when because Van yeah. Weezer and OK Human came out in the same year, um, yeah, which are very different albums. But Van Weezer, when I heard that song Blue Dream, it was I yeah. said to you, I was mad. I was like, I am yeah, mad because this is literally, yeah, yeah. And you, you're right. They and did. I looked it yeah, up, yeah. but I was like, I was like, I don't want to yeah. hear an album where you basically, I know it's not stealing, but you basically fucking steal a riff from Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne, which is like, and Randy Rhodes got yeah, credit. Well, no, of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, yeah. I think there's three people who wrote the Ozzy Osbourne yeah, track, yeah. but like, yeah, it's not even my favorite Ozzy Osbourne song. Mr. Crowley is, but Crazy Train. I'm like, if I'm listening to this, all it makes me want to do is either listen to a Crazy Train or listen to something else. Why would I want to hear? You know, it's a kind of a dicky thing to say, but like, why do I want to hit? It's not a cover. You're just kind of taking the best part of another song, trying to make something better out of it, which I appreciate, but it doesn't work for me. And then Sheila can do it. Not a song I like. They interpolate uh, Girls, Girls, Girls by Motley Crue. I love yep. Motley Crue. Saw them live, in fact. Um, and Nikki Six changed my life, his autobiographies and stuff, but I'm not going into that here. Um, and then they've got a couple of other songs. There's um, Beginning in the End has got parts of uh, The Longest Time by Billy Joel in it. And then I Need Some of That has got two Interpol things in it, which is Heat of the Moment by Asia, and then also Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. Both yeah. songs I'd heard, and I was like, do they? And then I listened to the song, I was like, I, I can <laughs> I can tell now. Yeah. So that the album is slightly weakened, because for me, it just feels like a tribute album. A really it good is tri- a tribute album. It's a great yeah. tribute album, but for me, I'm like, you, you feel like this, once again, perfect EP, but as an album, I think as a concept, sure. they just didn't quite have enough weight for me. Um, yeah. So... We'll get into so the top five. So just a little runoff. So yeah, ignoring your top five, Tony, from six onward, just run through quick. What have you got so far in your order? Oh, sure. Okay, so I'm going to go with six mm-hmm. is Ratitude. Seven would be, and again, these could all change. Maladroit, Van Weezer, or White, yeah, White, Van, Re- Van Weezer, then um, Pinkerton, Pinkerton, um, Green, Blue, uh hurley black pacific daydream cool and then me six van weezer seven hurley then red 
Album, Maladroit, Death to False Metal, Pinkerton Standard Edition, Ratitude, Green Album, Black Album, Blue Album, Pacific Daydream. So apart from two albums there, we are basically pretty similar, which is quite yeah. interesting from perspective of some two complete... Yeah. I thought we were going to be like opposite, but we are actually very aligned. So it means that our top five are very similar as well. So They are. What is your number five? Well, we sh- well, let me ask you this because I'm looking at our time. Should I we just list our five and then kind of talk through them? Because we also want to do songs too, yes, don't do we? It. Okay, so my top five, number five, and this was listen. I've been struggling with this all week. Death to false metal. Death to false metal. Number four, everything will be all right in the end. Mm. Number three, make believe. Number two, okay, human. And number one is the Red Album. Nice. nice. I love the Red Album so much. All right, what is your top five? So, number five for me is White Album, but it's pretty close with Van Weezer. They're both songs, yeah. I think they're both albums that have four or five unfathomably good tracks, and the rest of the album lets it down a little bit. Number four, and I changed it today to clarify. Number four is Make Believe, which I think is brilliant. Number three is Pinkerton, the Deluxe Edition, but that's because there's three songs in the Deluxe Edition that I think are so good, they elevate it, but I'll go more on that later. Yeah. Then, number two for me is Everything Will Be Alright in the End. number one is okay human yeah now very free we are mine are two and three and yours are one and two very very close let's talk about okay so and again we don't want to give the things we love the best the shortest amount of time but um here's why i struggled so uh, everything will be all right at the end rick okasic is back he produced blue and green rick Mm okasic of the cars yes that rick okasic he comes back every song bangs and then they've got this weird outro rock opera thing at Mm -hmm. the end and you're like You've written your own little symphony at the end, which to me is the precursor to OK Human, which is the orchestral one. Um, every song on OK Human is good. It's probably Lee's favorite Weezer album. She doesn't really love Weezer, it's, but it's she likes it as well. Yeah. And of course, the AJR does the another version songs. of all, all, all my favorite songs and lee loves that one she loves so the, megan she, does she, as well AJR, you got yeah, us so. into ajr so yeah. when that so when we it was weezer and ajr we were especially because i think where they they're weirdly connected it's almost like ajr kind of the new generation of weezer in a lot of ways i kind they of knew are. them and they they're experimental like, and different rivers to their own thing on, yeah rivers was on one of their songs and that was the, the, the ajr sober sober was yeah, what, yeah i knew I, I was trying to remember what the connection was but i was like yeah so so they had him on and so then they brought they brought also the albums of released that year Weezer yeah. released OK Human and AGR yeah. released OK Orchestra and both of right. them are orchestra albums. Right. And, and it's that's all not a, a nod. No, it's not. And it's all a play on Coldplay, OK Computer. You mean it all, Radiohead? Radiohead. What did I say? Coldplay. Sorry, Radiohead, OK Computer. So they're yeah. both saying, hey, thanks, Radiohead, for inspiring us to be these things, but we're really nothing like these things. Yeah. Um, the reason Red is my favorite, and I just want to defend Red because, I mean, everything will be all right at the end. And make believe seriously. If you just if you didn't tell anybody they were Weezer and you handed them and said, "Listen to these amazing rock albums," people would their doors would be every song and there's not a dog on either of those albums. Hundred percent. Okay, okay. Human is glorious for all of its orchestral stuff that we said. Death to False Metal is just an eclectic bunch of love. I love that album for all the things it is. It's like what I think Brian sees Pacific Daydream is. Like I know he loves that album, but I love this album for all of that. Well I for think the reason de- I was gonna say I think Death Two works really well, sorry to interject, is because yeah, each yeah. song itself stands alone. Exactly. While they work in an album, but each individual track, even though I don't like every song, stands alone. I think that's it, it very rare. Def- it's the, it's the opposite randomizer of, album. It's yeah. almost the opposite of OK Human, whereas I think OK Human, every song is brilliant. I think OK Human is a flawless album, but I do too. It's it's hard to differentiate songs there's like three or four songs i think are phenomenal and then the rest of them are like these are just incredible songs could you decipher them no because i always listen to okay human as an album because it's just that good sorry you can't skip no no it's true and the thing is okay human is a better album objectively okay human is a better album than red but red is my favorite album Mm -hmm. all four of them sing it was the first time I really heard brian's voice by himself and heard pat's voice by himself you hear them in the backgrounds of the other album this is when they totally say to Scott, you're in the band, write this song. And that song, musically, it's where you really make believe, which again, you'll notice the the thing for my top five, it's all Scott. I think Scott's made them a better band. And that yeah. that line is, they didn't become a band until Scott Schreiner got there. And it's the true. Sketch. His bass playing is amazing. He knows the assignment of being a bass player. He stays out of the way. But when they need him to drive a song, he can drive a song. And you can tell as they've progressed as a band, 
they've gotten, but like Maladroit, they're figuring themselves out. But Make Believe, Red, Death of False Metal, and then, you know, back the um, Everything Will Be All Right at the end. These are these great rock albums. They're all, but they just are quirky enough for me to give all the things that I love. But the reason Red is my favorite is because they all four sing. And then they got like Troublemaker is is, is just this powerful driving song. And then Greatest greatest Human, what is it? Greatest, I'm the greatest man that ever lived. That's yeah. it. And um, I couldn't think of the exact name right there. No, could but I. That, song, that song is like this, it's almost like uh, an old timey revival choir. I just can't get over all the things they do. 10 songs, 10 to this. And again, red, you can, it's a randomizer album too, but they're 10 brilliant songs where there's, this is a true band. It almost feels like my favorite Beatles album is revolver. This is their revolver. That's how I feel like red. And most people's favorite Beatles album isn't revolver because it's so disc. It's so incoherent. It's like, got to get you into my life. And then tomorrow never knows on the same album. You're like, how is this the same album? That's why it's a great, every, all four of them are widely represented on revolver. And I think red is the ultimate it's yes, it's rivers band, but rivers is also saying these are my guys. And so there's just some like kind of love there. So anyway, your turn. I'm going to drink some coffee. Sorry. I'd say, I know it's fine with, with red. I, I agree with you in a lot of ways. I found red for me is still a middle album because I think there's just a couple of songs that don't quite land, but it's, it's, a, it's an album with a lot of personality, and I really like, again, them experimenting. You know, the the song, I think it's the greatest to ever lived. Is that the one with his monologue thing in it? Yeah. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> I hate, Oh, okay. I really, you don't like it, you love it. Well, that's it. You know, I, I appreciate <laughs> him doing it, and I'm glad... If I edited the album, I wouldn't take that out to clarify. Yeah. I just find that nine times... I find that I've not ever heard a song that's a rock song or something like that that has a monologue in it that's just spoken word that doesn't come across as really either just out of place and shit or really like like pompous. It's like, it feels like you're trying to elevate your music artificially to me. I'm like, you know what's cool about music? Not playing the music with it. <laughs> it's like, um, no, you just kind of ruined the entire flow of a song, mm, which it doesn't necessarily. I'm not saying with this song, that's me. Every, I've got friends of mine who've got bands and they've got a brilliant song and then they talk in the middle of it. And I'm like, you, you have a great voice. You have incredible instruments around you, and you're just deciding just to not. I know. I know we know the greatest. It's not silent. There is actually music stuff yeah, yeah. behind it. You know, the orchestral but, stuff behind yeah. it. Yeah, the and choir. Like, yeah. I, I like. I like the fact that Red do things so differently. But Red for me is a bit like Death to False Metal, where each individ- each track is its own thing. It's completely. It's as you said. I think randomized. You could just pop it on shuffle. Doesn't make a difference. It, it's, it's a not, different album every time because it doesn't exactly. matter, right? Yeah. And I there's some songs. Cold Dark World, I think, is amazing. Which That's I think the one Scott sings. Yeah. Yeah, which I think a lot of people don't agree with. And I really like. There's a song called Kings, which is on the deluxe edition, which I also think is fucking great. So they've got some bangers on there. But for me, with is again my own personal thing because I like rap and I do like some spoken word stuff. For me, I'm just always like why not just sing it? I know it's not the point. It's a really reductive way of looking at things because you could argue that with a lot of the music. I like, why do you shout? Why don't you just sing? You know, but for me, I'm just like, ah, it's like when people say do, do, do in songs, which we occasionally do, do. They um, do, yeah. Or when they go... Uh, the you... police wrote a whole song about it. Yeah, or like lots of bands have done it and do it or they just go, whoa. Every time a band does that, if it's background, you've got stuff going over it, I'm okay. If it's a minor part of the song or connecting part, I'm okay. When it's one of those pop songs that do it in the chorus, and say, like, if your main chorus lyric is whoa, oh, yeah, I'm not going to like your song. Because for me, I'm like, <laughs> you can do that melody, but you can literally say anything. If you literally just go A, B, C, D, E, F, G, I'd think that's more creative than just saying whoa, oh, because so it's just, you're just making noise. And if you're making, there's a song which I recommend to everyone, including you, Tony. Muse would actually be quite a cool band to do. I know who Muse are. Sure. No, I know you know Muse are, but I love Muse and I, I, Mm. most of Muse. They'd be quite an interesting band to do this kind of thing in a while. Can't do it too soon. We need a bit of time. Sure. Yeah. I think they would be an interesting thing to tackle because they've got an album that no one seems to know about or have ever heard. It's called Hullabaloo and it's just B sides and random stuff. And most of it's just crap. But there's one, there's two songs on there I love. One's called Shrinking University, one's called Recess. Recess is some of the best, most interesting different guitaring I've ever heard in my life. Re- um, Shrinking Universe. Yeah, Shrinking Universe. It's a song that has, a, this sounds weird, but it's like a guitar solo, but with your voice. Which yeah. for me, and most people go, that's just someone singing. It's, no, no. He uses his voice like an instrument in that. Because Meth Bellamy has got such a high range and things. That song with him using his voice like an instrument, when you have scenarios like that and you do what which I think the 
Brendan Urie of Panic at the Disco, he does a little bit. When you're using your vo- your voice as a secondary instrument, which is how I view a lot of the hev- heavy music I like with shouting and stuff in, it can work. But I just think with Weezer, I'm almost like jaded because I'm like, you've got such a cool voice. You do such good lyrics. And then there's this one time you're like, yeah, I'm just going to talk. Sure. And isn't he in the Can't Knock the Hustle video? Um, what, the Brendan Urie? Panic? Yeah. Probably. Uh, to I think be he fa- plays I've- the Uber driver. I think he probably does. He would yeah. not surprise me. I think that's that's right. So um, anyway, so that was a massive yeah. tangent about. No, your, no, I love a good yeah. massive tangent. So um, I'm I'm with you that OK Human is a is is their finest piece yeah. of music. It's just it's just it's just because pers- yeah, it's objectively it's great. And I and love you said, stuff. And Every you said will be that all right is two. Oh, sorry. You put two, and I have that as three. Yeah. So for me, everything will be alright. I think, funnily enough, that last three songs, the only weakness of it is it's not one whole song. If that last three was oh, one sure. song it would be my top album. But wow. for me personally, it's just because those three songs being in three parts, they don't really work as individual songs. No one goes, I'm going to listen to part one and then listen to a different album. Or I if you put the album saying. on shuffle, sure. everything all right works as a shuffle except those three songs. That's those fair. three songs completely... So you basically go, here's, an, here's three parts of a song, but rather than us keeping it as one, which would work brilliantly well, uh, when I listen to music a lot of the time, I have playlists and I listen to playlists on shuffle. After right. I listen to like whole albums at a time when I calls for it, but a lot of the time I listen to whole playlists. So when I'm in a Weezer mood, I just put Weezer on shuffle and listen to lots of Weezer stuff. But those three tracks, I all, I, I, I'd never want to hear them out of order because they're so good. And if that was one seven minute song, I'd be well happy because I'd be like, oh, gotcha. brilliant. That no, that's fair. Just the only reason it's two. Uh, so the number three, Pinkerton Deluxe, uh, very brief. So there's two songs on Pinkerton Deluxe that I think are two of Weezer's best songs and they're really different. And I imagine the vast majority of people haven't even ever heard them because you're a massive Weezer fan. You hadn't heard yeah. them to my knowledge. Yeah, yeah. One of them is called, I've, it's something like I've lost everything by the love of my dreams. It's, it's like a really long song name. I'm not going to have to get it up now because I can't quote a song that I'm telling you to listen to and then not actually tell you what the fucking song's called. Um, so... Sorry, scrolling through the billion of bloody uh, songs. Here we go. So it's really far down in the album. It's literally like the fifth and it's the fifth and fourth sort of last songs on the album is Long Time Sunshine. But the other one is I Just Threw Out the Love of My Dreams. There you go. Yeah. And that's on the first, if you're like me and you bought it differently, it's at the end of the first album of the deluxe edition. And then the Long Time Sunshine, they're in the same spot on the album, on album two. Oh, fantastic! The bottom, they like hit them down there. Yeah, because I'm on I'm yeah. on Spotify, and there's 36 sure. songs. But obviously, a lot of them are tracking rough or live versions of stuff, and it's yeah. a mess. But um, I just threw out the love of my dreams. It's got a female vocalist in it um, called Laura something or other, um, and I'll I'll make a note to put it in show notes. Um, but she's the main singer. Rivers is like a backing singer in that. Yeah, and it just works so well. I want Rivers to have more songs with loads of female vocalists on because obviously that main song go from Ratitude away, go away. will go away is one on obviously everything will be right in the end and the yeah. song uh, the song that Sarah uh, Morales Morales was doing the main song of Ratitude the first if song. you're wondering if I want that's you to. it so all, every time Rivers does a song with a woman I'm like yes do more yeah. we need more of this and that's one of those songs that I was overlooked and then the other song is um uh, bloody hell A Long Time Sunshine which I'll get on to but those yeah. two songs for me elevate the deluxe version of Pinkerton so so much that it really for me adds to the lore of Pinkerton and the reasons I like Pinkerton is the weirdness of it and you are not gonna I don't think I've heard a more odd song than Long Time Sunshine that works yeah and most people I show to like Megan fucking hates that song she won't it's even really let me play good. it around her no I love she, it it's so beautiful. Um, but yeah, then um, Pinkerton's three, Make Believe is four. I think Make Believe is their... Let's talk about probably Make Believe. Their best. I, I'd probably say OK Human's the best musical, musically album. I think Everything Will Be Alright in the end is probably their best album. But I think their best commercial album, which is probably... If you had to recommend... If you got 100 people to listen to Weezer and you listen to all their albums that like we have, I think Make Believe is the most common one that would be in the top three of everyone's list because it's just... It's got the big singles. It's got the ballads. It's got the whole album works in order, but also shuffling it works. It's just one of those albums that it's not the perfect album, but it's probably like eight or nine out of ten on every single level. But it you is say it's so perfect? yeah. No, it isn't because okay, human is the only perfect album there. But it is so brilliantly good. I actually was wrong. I actually do have this as three, and I have everything as four. But I mean, it's yeah. a it's a tight it's a tight yeah yeah. Flip. So if if I had you know because red is an emotional pick, so I think this is their second best album objectively, and with everything just squeezing. And I think you're right about the end of everything. Those three pieces to get you know like it's a weird choice. Um, everything about make believe is good. Every I mean. Pardon Me 
is is oh, this belter. You're it. my best friend and I love you is a heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. And then they end with Haunt You Every Day. And you're like, that song shouldn't work. But as it, this one can't, this is a whole album. When you get to the end, and especially because Freak Me Out is such a good song. But when you get to Haunt You Every Day at the end, Beverly Hills is the first song on this album. Mm-hmm. And Haunt You Every Day is, and that doesn't make any sense. And it's no. like, you see, this is the perfect progression of them as a band. Here's a here's a rock song. Beverly Hills, it's silly. The video they filmed it at the Playboy Mansion. Perfect situation is the like one where that starts off where there's the fake woman, they're Wheeze, and you're, you can't have Weezer without Rivers. And so there's this whole video. It's brilliant. You go through this whole thing, ballads and bangers and punk songs and love songs, and then you get to haunt you every day. And it's like this is the progression of Weezer. So I think that's why make believe is if you want to understand everything that they've done, every one of the songs is representative of a different album. Yeah, that's so I think very, it's the very good perfect weapon, yeah. representation of everything. You've got a heavy song. You can see that he wanted to be. I mean, River's goal was to be a lead guitarist in a hair metal band. Well, you can hear that in Van Weezer. That's like that's there. Van Wee OK Human is to show off something that only a band with a lot of money could actually do because getting a full orchestra and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, composing during that COVID stuff is yeah. so difficult. But actually producing it and having faith enough in it is going to make his money back. All that jazz. So OK Human's kind of like the Hollywood blockbuster of albums to actually be able to make something like that. Whereas Van Weezer is like, we just love this kind of music. It's a right. tribute album to all their favorite yeah. bands. And so they're two polar opposite things that both came out in the same year, which is why I think Van jarred me a bit. But make believe, it's funny you say it goes through their journey because the first song, Beverly Hills, I think is their weakest track. Yeah, And funnily enough, I think their first album, yeah. Bar Pacific, is their weakest. Yeah. And I think that Haunt You Every Day is my favorite song on Make Believe. It's so good. And, oh, it's so powerful. When I... Heard the whole album, you know, as I do. I listen to yeah. all, I don't shuffle when I first listen to albums and stuff. Listen to it start to finish. And I was like, make believe it was pretty good. I was like two thirds through. I was like, this is pretty good. I heard Haunt You Every Day and I was like, wait a minute. What was that? So I listened to it all again. Uh, well, actually, no, I listened to Haunt You Every Day like two or three more times. I was like, okay, this I got to give the album another go. And then I was like, oh yeah. I was kind of anticipating. I was waiting for Haunt You Every Day. But on the way, I was like, all these songs are so good. Bar Beverly Hills, I think, is probably the weakest track on the album. But love yeah. Haunt You Every Day. Yeah. And then if we were to do season as one album, and yes. I know we want to rank season in it before we get to our top five. Yep. Um, I would actually, season would be six. It would bump Ratitude. Season would come in at six for me mm. if it were its own album. I love it that much. I think it's brilliant. I think seasons would come in at... I think if seasons existed, I think it'd be okay, human, everything would be all right, Pinkerton Deluxe, make-believe, then... Seasons. Oh, you'd put it at five. I put it I, at six. So I think seasons. I, I think seasons. Yeah, I mean, White Album's my fifth, but mainly it's because. Yeah. Uh, do you want to get emotional? Hard? It's, yeah. it's emotional. It was. It's what first got me into Weezer, like properly. Do you want to get high? Is one of my favorite songs. Go, we got a good thing. Is mine and Megan's song. Like that's, that's one of the first song. songs we ever she's, listened to. She's played that on ukulele. Yeah, and we sent you. Yeah, yeah. Those, you yeah, sent yeah. it to me. Yeah, yeah. And she's got me this thing, which uh, I don't know if it's around. I think it might be downstairs. Um, but she got me this lovely. Uh, it's like a thing you can get online, and it's a like a it's a sim it's like a CD symbol, and it's got the lyrics of "Go yeah, yeah. You know, a Good Thing" going around it. And there's a little Spotify code that if you scan it with your phone, you, it goes straight to the song. Nice. And it's it's beautiful. And she got me that. We so- have a big thing on our wall of the Jack Johnson song "Better Together." Lee's got oh. me. It's a big thing that hangs. It hangs on our wall, and it has our uh, names and uh, the date of our our wedding anniversary on there, and that's hanging on our wall. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. go. We got the thing is our song. That's what kind of got Megan into. So in good. Yeah. And then do you want to get a high? Is what got me into Weezer. So the nice. White Album, not the best album, but for me, emotional. Um, right. Yeah. Seasons for me, I think is 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 probably on par ish with Make Believe for a different reason. I I think Seasons. Well, very quick, how would you rank Seasons the four EPs? So for me, I'd say, I, I think I'm saying the opposite to you. I think Spring yeah. is the worst. Mm-hmm. I think I think they just almost get better. That Each one they release is better than the last two degrees. So for me, it goes, number four is Spring, number three is Winter, number two is Summer, number one is Autumn. But, but three, two, and one, for me, Autumn, Summer, and Winter are like a hair between them. Spring is only a bit weaker for me because I don't like three songs on Spring. Mm. Um, whereas... The other three EPs only have one song each that I don't like on them, which I think for for a seven-track EP to have only one song I'm not that into and have six songs not only do I like, but I, I go back specifically to listen to. I actually know Summer's got two or three tracks I don't like as much, but because Summer's got Blue Like Jazz opposite of me on it, and I think Records as well... Records, records on, is amazing. Yeah. Records so also, is on Summer, yeah. Yeah, and then also Cuomoville I think is great. I hated it when I first heard it, and then the more I listen, I'll go... You know what? So sorry, what's your spring uh, season's ranking? Spring, uh, so I would go autumn four, 
Um, I'd go autumn, winter. Well, in those last two songs on winter are so good. So I guess yeah. I would go autumn, autumn, summer, winter, spring is my favorite. Exact reverse of me. Exact, exact reverse. reverse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and it's the first three songs on spring are perfect. Yes. And I can listen to them on repeat. I taught myself a little bit of love on ukulele. It's only four chords. You just got to play them in different order. Um, and he was on vacation. Reminds me, and it's so weird, but if you ever read Preacher or watched the show Preacher. I know all um, of them, but I haven't, no. There's these two angels who run away from heaven, and it always makes it always cracks me up to think that maybe Rivers was like thinking about Preacher, right? And I know he's not, but I just think of those douche, douchebags. Opening night is, of course, about Shakespeare, and it's written to Vivaldi. And of course, the reason on Oka Human, there's the song about books, Grapes of Wrath, which is brilliant. So it's like, they're just, they, they're like after my... Those are they're after my heart. So I know that on our top five songs, we each have songs from the seasons. Yes, yes. So let's, so let's, we're, let's delve. We're, we're slowly running out of time. How do we, we do this, Michael? I know, I know, and we we actually and rushed I through as well. You. I know, <laughs> as as Megan did to you recently. Okay, oh, yes. I'm going to do my top five songs, and Go. then I'll do. Okay, so where's my list? Number five in the garage mm-hmm. from the Blue Album. It is a song about being a dork. And it is the song that sings to me the most. I mean, they mentioned Kitty Pride. Yes. Um, you know, when, as soon as I saw the X-Men reference, Dungeon I was like, I, was like I get exactly I've why Tony's into this. As soon as Kitty X-Men. Pride. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, that, so that's a very a, lyric yeah. video. But that's one of the it, songs that you listen to. Check the lyrics because I did when you when you told me it was yeah, your yeah. favorites. It's I not musically, it's it. terrible. <laughs> Which it's is why I don't like the Blue Album very yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Number four from the White Album. Thank God for girls that... I can listen to that on repeat five times in a row. Uh, number three, records, because yep. again, oh. it is a, it is me. It's how I live so my good. life. I just I, don't want to. It's ever also listen. so fucking catchy. You you can't listen to that song twice in a row and then not have it in your head all day. It's just impossible. All day. Yep. Number two, um, back to the shack. Nice, nice. What a song. It, because again, it's like it's the Weezer saying, "Let's be Weezer." And then number one, because it is the story of my life growing up in the '70s. As I've said all the time, the '70s are trying to kill us. Let's get dangerous. Hey, Dad, my friends have these new ninja swords. Is it cool if we smash up this place and get dangerous? That was my whole life. Like that whole song is about growing up in the '70s. And I know Rivers grew up on a commune, like in Connecticut or something, or upstate New York, somewhere up there. And so it's like, oh. I grew up on my grandparents' farm. You're hanging on the back of a pickup truck. I learned how to drive a tractor when I was like four. You know, I was slightly older than four, but I mean, it was real. I was maybe like six or seven, and I could drive a tractor by myself with a like with the trailer on it and a load of peaches. Like, it's insane my life. So, I love the music of Let's Get Dangerous and the sound, the car crash at the beginning. But those are my top five, and then. Um, some of the ain't got nobody is a is is an excellent um that's in the uh <laughs> oh that guitar solo that's an honorable mention grapes of wrath odd couple um those are the, i mean the, the honorable mentions could go on and on but those are i just stopped well, it I, I have a hundred songs on spotify that i have right, liked that are honorable mentions. <laughs> so it's, it's literally like i could literally go on to my top hundred yeah. Weezer songs um, i could too but yeah. you told us to do five so i yeah. did eight well, that's it. I've got seven written down. Okay, so I, I was right. like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do like ten, and then just tell Tony, you, you do five. I'm going to do ten. Aha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I did, I did seven. So you can, if you got it, or I did eight. Yeah. So if you got an eighth one, you uh, want to add it. Yeah. So basically, with yours, um, also anyone listening, uh, check out um, "Let's Get Dangerous," and I checked out the lyrics as well for that because, yeah. and I read that and I was like, that's Tony's childhood. I just as soon as, it's as, my soon whole as childhood. I was like, that is literally so good. Yeah. So for me, um, I I'll think of an eighth later, but my seventh is "Grapes of Wrath." I think that's probably the best song on, on OK Human, but it's pretty close with all your favorite songs and um, Aloe Gooby. I, I just think those, those three songs... Those top first three songs are, are perfect. Just, and that's why one of my friends said, oh, I listened to a few songs and then stopped. I'm like, you heard the f- the first three songs on that How album. How could you stop listening after them? What do you want from albums? What, what I do don't you, know. You know OK Human has the first three tracks and goes, this is what I'm going to turn off. It's like, no, no, wrong. Wrong answer, wrong. Um, wrong even the slow songs yeah. on OK Human are great, which I'm not a fan yeah. of really, really slow, boring, ballady songs yeah. often. But even things like playing my piano or screen... Any, oh, love it! So oh, me too. Six is can't knock the hustle. That would I, I was. It would I be fifth if it wasn't the fifth one. Is the one of the most different songs I've ever heard in my life. So can't knock the hustle. Anyone listening? I've said it to quite a few. Just go listen to can't knock the hustle. Even if you don't like Weezer. Even if you do listen to nothing else we talk about. Just listen to can't knock the hustle. It's, <laughs> so it's, it's so fun. It's so all day fun. long. It's in your head, and you yeah. do this when you. Yeah, you just just listen, shoulder dance. You have to move. You got a, yeah. got a shoulder dance while you're doing it. Yeah. Amazing. So fifth for me is Long Time Sunshine. Um, oh. So 
I think that's probably the best song on Pinkerton. Um, and I think it's one of Weezer's best songs. Everyone, I've shown it to a couple people. Um, most of my friends who are really into music like I am in the same sort of way say, I don't like it, but I, I kind of get it. But the production isn't good enough for me, which I, I understand. It's well, it wasn't supposed to be released. I mean, no, exactly. It's, it's, it's you can't get Matt back. Right. And but what makes it so good is Matt's wailing voice. Like, I think yeah. it, it really is haunting because he's not mm. in the band, but he's clearly such a huge part of that song. It's really 100%. good. And it's also, yeah. it's not like anything else Weezer's released. It's not like anything else I've ever heard. You f- you hear the first half of the song and also listen to, you probably going to be able to find it on YouTube or Spotify, but like, listen to the song and the first half, you'll be like, why does Mike like this song? So like, yeah, Long Time Sunshine's kind of catchy. The second half of the song completely changes. You've got about two solid minutes of a cappella singing, but it's all... It's harmonies, but it's counter melodies, but it's also dissonant. So they're singing like wrong octaves with each other, and it shouldn't work. And it's like it's purposely making like when you hear someone play piano and they're playing like wrong notes, but they're doing it in a way that works. That's what Long Time Sunshine is. Everything about the ending is like wrong and dissonant, and you hear it the first time, and you're like, it's jarring. You're like, what the hell is this? But then you just revisit it. And you revisit and you go, I've not heard... It's just so intriguing. It's like a slow motion car crash. You just... You can't look away. You can't... Every time I talk about Long Time Sunshine, I have to hear it because it, it, I've never heard anything like it, but ever. So that for that reason alone, it's just phenomenal. For Tastes Like Pain, uh, it's not a single. Um, obviously, Long Time Sunshine wasn't a single either. It's, it's not from single. Autumn. It's yeah. from the Autumn. And, I, and it's because it... it uh, uses Winter by Vivaldi, which I think is one of the greatest orchestral pieces ever, and so he just makes it somehow better. So phenomenal, top tier. The for whole, me. all of seasons is Vivaldi. Like, yeah, because Vivaldi did the four seasons. That's yeah, what he did. So exactly, like they every, every there's at least one song on each album that deliberately because you don't have to pay for it because it's no, there's no copyright on Vivaldi. They're like, oh, thank you very much. We'll exactly. write a song and about this. Tastes yeah. Like Pain is my favorite Vivaldi song, and they've just nice. wrapped it up. I, I love that. It's I so love good. It. Yeah, yeah. It is. Now two and three are swapped over today. So three, three is beginning of the end, the World Stallions uh, edit, and that's the single version of beginning of the end from Van Weezer. The only reason today I swapped it uh, was because I found out that they basically did interpolation from uh, Billy Mm. Joel. And for that reason, I'm like, you, a good reason I like your song is actually from someone else. So it gets knocked down a bit. It's still a great song, but. But that whole app, even though the video they made for that, like, you guys know Kiss. And then they don't even do Kiss. They do Billy Joel, which makes it even funnier. Oh, well, I love it. It's such yeah, a good yeah. video. It cracks me and up. And honestly, I, I sobbed through that whole movie. See, I didn't see... It, I didn't watch it. I haven't even seen... I'm sorry. Megan's never seen good. Bill and Ted, so I have to go back and re-watch Bill and Ted. Sure, right? sure. But yeah, I don't yeah, know they, if she's going to like it much. She's never even seen Dumb and Dumber. That's okay. Well... She's not no, seen something but, about Mary either. So it's like... But, but Bill and Ted's... Way, but anyway... It hit me at the right moment. It's like when I watched Train Spotting Two. It was the same thing. It was like I sobbed my way through that because I didn't. I didn't go back and watch the original Bill, two uh, Bill and Ted's. I just watched the third one right. with the memory gaps. And I did the same thing with Train Spotting. I watched Train Spotting when it came uh, out, and then I watched the second one, and I saw the original Train Spotting. But when I watched the second one, I would even argue with myself. And as you know, in the second Train Spotting, their memories are faulty. Yep. And so it was like, ah, oh, I'm so glad I watched it this way. And so it, it got me in all the right places because I'm their age, you know, so it's just like, <laughs> it just caught, I mean, I was not expecting the Bill and Ted Face the Music to be that good. And the love letter to um, George Carlin by having Kristen Shaw play his daughter and they named the character his daughter's name, George Carlin's daughter's name in real life. That's so amazing. I just thought, it was just like, anyway, sorry, we're not here to talk about Bill and Ted. Yeah, We've only but got it's a few fine. minutes left. Well, yeah, it is. But, so number two That's for me. That's a great song. It yeah. is beginning the end. That's the song that after, when I heard "Do You Want to Get High," um, which spoiler, that's my number one. But I'll get to that in a sec. When I heard as you've that, said it fifty times, if I know. I keep didn't talking know, about it. "Do You Want to Get High." It's yeah, and I was like, I just yeah. it was a song I obsessively showed fucking everyone. I was like, it's so Don't good. if you like Weezer or what, this is just this song got me into Weezer. This was the song that erased Buddy Holly and all the other songs I heard from them. I was like, oh, this is different. And it came at a certain point in my life, uh, which relates to the song. That's all I'm going to say about that. But okay. so it just connected with me quite a lot in that realm you know sure. both the song what it's about but also just Weezer in that time second single from the White Album so that's pretty good but I skipped over one number two is Da Vinci uh, which oh. is uh, Everything Will Be Alright in the End Da Vinci is the third single from that album I love Da Vinci and I what I like to do with Megan sometimes is sometimes I'll try and get Megan to play to listen to music but I've realised now is if I tell her to listen to something it doesn't matter what it is she's not going to like it so what I do instead is just incessantly play songs I know she's going to like around her and wait for her to tell me she likes it 
or we've got a playlist together uh, called Eminem, and I just put yeah. m- music I like that I think she'll like in there, and music she likes. I listen to the albums I like. She loves Ed Sheeran. She hasn't even listened to the new album. I did. Picked out the best songs and put it in this playlist. So I do that quite a lot. Yeah, the um, new album's really good. Too, it's so. fun. Actually, I, I found yeah. it really, very, yeah, I, really very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of it. dance stuff. Totally different. And again. Back to the thing we don't hate. We like Ed Sheeran yeah, on this I show. Yeah, I like Ed Sheeran. We're here to, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's great, and he's a great really guy, fun. which really helps. He's a lovely yeah. guy, just like the guys yeah. of Weezer, I'm sure. But for yeah. me, Da Vinci, it hits so hard because I just think it's catchy. Lyrically, it's so clever. And Megan, when she heard even Rosetta Stone can't translate you, the second As she heard that, she tuned straight yeah. in. Yeah, because she speaks four languages, obviously, for listeners. And yeah. so she immediately clocked in. She was like, I like that lyric. And as soon as she said that, I was like, I've fucking got you. I've reeled you in. Got yeah. you with the wheeze. It's a, it is such a great song, too. Yeah. And it is. It's And the thing about Everything Will Be Alright at the end, the reason it, it comes up so high for both of us, is it is a rock album. It's a pop album. It is smart. It, it doesn't shy away from the smarty pants. And I think mm. the reason that Thank God for Girls is on my list is because it's it's... It's he does the really fast thing. You know, if you've ever seen the video for that, it's really funny too. He's playing like a huckster, um, a preacher. So he's like dressed in all white, the girl at the pastry shop. And so the lyrics are super fast and he's having a lot of fun. But then it's like there's the middle bar part where he's where they're like trying to describe how he makes Eve. And it's told from this perspective of somebody who thinks they've maybe have read Genesis, where he's like, God took a mix with a rib from Adam. You know, mixed it up in the centrifuge machine, mix them up with cardamom and clove, microwaved it on the popcorn, set them. And you're just like, you don't know what you're talking about. So it's like <laughs> somebody who doesn't really think about religion trying to talk about religion. And really, and then it's like, thank God for girls. And again, and I know they're adult then and they say girls a lot. A lot of their songs have girls in them. But again, that's a callback to something, you know. It's them capturing that youth thing, and they're not saying all women are girls. That's not what it's, it's also doing. But... Lyric rhyming and how things just flow. Like saying "woman" just doesn't yeah, yeah. fit in a it's, song very often, but was "girls" flows quite well. It's totally true, and so it's just so fun. And so it's again because lyrically, the thing about the White Album, and I know how much you like it, is it's again it's it's catchy, it's silly, um, but it's also acknowledging um, some really really smart lyrics, and I think. The thing for me and the thing I would end on is that Weezer is one of lyrically one of the greatest bands of all time. Mm-hmm. The songs they write together, you know, by themselves, the songs like Go Away, there's a co-writer in there. A lot of the stuff from Ratitude has co-writers. But lyrically, they're some of the smartest stuff ever. And some of my fit, and you mentioned singer-songwriter. So like Michael Penn, the older brother of of Sean Penn, is a singer-songwriter. He's married to Amy Mann. He's like I don't, I don't fanboy a ton, but like if I ever met Michael Penn, I would probably like have a heart attack. Like he's one of just my all-time favorite musicians. I love everything about him, and it's he's writing simple songs. They're just dudes with guitars, but lyrically, he gets me to a real place that I love. And Matt Nathanson is my is like my Michael Penn replacement. He's a singer songwriter who still is out making albums, and I love him too. Um, and so that's the thing about Weezer is they're a rock band with singer songwriter sensibilities. And I love singer songwriters. It's why I like, you know, LL Cool J and old school hip hop, which I still call rap because I'm old, is because it was lyrically smart. Old LL Cool J is really not only talk about rhyming or like KRS One and Boogie Down Productions, the stuff that Public Enemy did, Weezer captures that. They're like, the lyrics are part of it. It's not just like throw away lyrics like you're doing like the whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't yeah. love that. But it's like, here I'm saying words because they rhyme, rhyme, rhyme. I can do this all day, every time, time, time. And that's fine and whatever. And they do that sometimes, but they do it intentionally. And so to me, what makes Weezer great is the music, of course. And that since, you know, since Maladroit in 2002, they've been the same lineup. 20 to 21 years of the same solid rock band but lyrically they keep challenging us and so i love them so thanks for doing this it's all good and for every air quotes bad album they have they have four brilliant albums and also their bad albums aren't bad they're just okay they're they're just just okay they're just great music to put in the background and not paid so much attention to but it's not going to cause anyone offense but yeah that's the thing about pacific daydream is musically and that may be why brian loves it so much is musically it's amazing yeah and so if you just, and like you said, nothing sticks in your brain, but it is Pacific Daydream is definitely a good work in the background album because yeah. you're not going to be offended. They're not asking you too much, um, but musically they're all 
playing really great songs together you know exactly and the last thing i'll say is oh bouncing off lyrics is yeah i completely agree with everything you say but lyrics they're very smart this is a band for, it sounds like we're being douches now most of me we are it's a band for Douche people who like music like if you're it really is. into music you, you will find a weezer album or some weezer songs you like like i don't think it's possible unless you're an elitist or or something and only like one genre you listen to weezer you'll find some stuff that sticks and i just think with everything will be all right in the end the, the title of the album perfect because it literally says that things aren't always good but it will eventually get there and that's the whole theme in the album that's the whole theme that's a running theme of my entire life is i start off pretty good had a bit of a rocky patch you know when three members of my family died in two years including my dad and then i went for like a little you know substance spiral and then i popped out and i'm like hey i'm okay now everything is all right in the end okay human is literally just one of the genius levels of that and why i love grapes of wrath so much is some of the lyrics are really clever, but a lot of them, like, Hello Gooby is just, it's just a curry. You can buy a curry house. Like, it's its nothing complicated. But it's not about that either. No. And it's also, exactly, in Grapes of Wrath, it's literally just a song. The, the main lyrics of the chorus is literally just putting my headphones on, chuck on Grapes of Wrath. It's talking about listening to an audio. I'm gonna rock my audible headphone. Grapes of Wrath. So to oblivion. yeah it's it's one of those things that's like this is just a song on the surface about someone listening to an audiobook but it's it's there's so many more layers to it and that's what i love it's like an onion it's like shrek weezer has layers and that's why we bother with weezer which is what i'm calling the the name of the album the name of this uh, episode why bother with weezer which was one of their songs so i'm talking for two hours tony I'll put all the information about you in the show notes, including the Please. Weezer SNL sketch, as well as the name of that lovely person who has been in the uh, uh, the track that I mentioned. Uh, I just fell in love with the... I just threw away the love of my dreams or whatever from... Uh, mm. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yep. I'll put her name in there as well, as well as anything else, as well as everything to do with Tony. But Tony, tell people very briefly, where can they find you? Sure. The simplest way is just go to arfaruna.com which is um, my website and actually my newest newsletter, I made a um, secret shout out to you in particular, because the first time you realized that my name was Anthony, you said, is your name Anthony? Which is fun <laughs> because that's not how we say it in America. And I love that. And, and um, Anthony Horowitz has written, the guy who writes the Alex Riders, he's written a whole series of books where he's in them himself. And everybody calls him Anthony. And of course it's spelled Anthony. And in America, I've always called him Anthony Horowitz. But the, but the, the guy, the partner in it, the Sherlock Holmes that always calls him Tony and it grates on him. And so it's just a <laughs> funny thing. But anyway, so my newest newsletter, which you could sign up for at my website, airfreena.com, I, I, I say to my UK friends, but it was specifically because of something you said. Uh-huh. You're like, is your name Anthony? And I was like, okay, <laughs> yes, it is. I'm not thinking like, yes, that's of course how you say it there. So anyway, sign up there. There's a link to all the podcasts I do. There's a link to the Genuine Chit Chat podcast link because i've been on genuine chat so i want you to go listen to that um and you can just get all the stuff the information for my book will be there and i'll any way to get hold of me arfarina.com that's the best way wonderful uh, everyone listening should already know but at genuine chat where you can find me please let us know in any way possible what you think of weezer if this made you listen to them and your favorite songs and albums we would love to hear it but tony you're a delightful human being. Talking to you is always one of the best. I'm so happy this is the second podcast of 2023. Wow. I've been looking forward to this for so, so long. For like four or Megan five months, we've so literally excited. just been like waiting for Seasons Winter to come out. It's like, just come out so we can I talk know. about it. I know, just and I'm glad out. we waited because at first we had thought well, we would wait and just do a year of Weezer and like just discuss Seasons. So I'm glad we decided to do it this way too because we were going to do it like at the end of December, early mm. January. But it, giving us a month to sit with Seasons, but also to think about them as a whole. And this is the most Weezer thing we could do is to spend two hours talking about Weezer. That's what we do. And uh, Rivers will be proud. Let's hope. The love if we just, if uh, Rivers... You don't even... Under, I understand Rivers more than <laughs> Rivers understand. <laughs> he has been himself since the thousand. Oh, man. Oh. Check out the SNL sketch, friends. We will speak to you very soon. Thank you, as always, for listening. We love you, and we love Weezer. Weezer! 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 I'm keeping that for the end. <laughs> And that's the end of part two. Thank you so much for listening, as always, my friends. As I said in the intro, make sure you subscribe to Tony's mailing list at his website. Go down to arfarina.com or click the link in the description. Check out the variety of other collaborations I've done on his show. And he's obviously been on Genuine Chit Chat on episodes 71 and 88. And I've appeared on Indie Comics Spotlight several times to talk about Miracle Man, Shadow Service, Flintstones, Billionaire Island, and The Second Coming. And we've done a variety of other podcasts together on other people's shows. But there's like a little taster of the kind of collaboration we do. 
So what have we got coming up? Well, I have got a conversation recorded with Rhea Carrigan, Alison Shelton, and obviously my amazing occasional co-host, Megan. And we speak about pregnancy and misconceptions around pregnancy and childbirth and parenting to a degree as well. It's a really long conversation. I think it's about two hours and 15 minutes. So part one of that will be out this time next week. Obviously, all Patreon supporters will get access to both parts in full glory. And obviously, all Patreon supporters will get access to both parts in one go when part one drops. So please consider supporting the show on patreon if you want to get early access to that but it's a really really good conversation it's very very important and i think i'm really hoping it's going to be one of the episodes a lot of people listen to because there's just so much there that people really need to hear so that's that conversation i've got a conversation due for recording in two days with someone who explains their mental health journey i'm not going to say anything further about that i'm going to have tonya and bz the voice on the show to talk about their religious preferences so it's a big old spiritual slash religious discussion that'll be in sort of early feb so probably be released sort of mid to late february I've also am starting a show called Rebels Reviewed where myself, Math, and Dave Horrocks, we all get together once every couple of months and we talk about a whole season of Star Wars Rebels. So Math has never seen it, Dave's watched it all once before and I've seen it all two or three times before. So we're basically making our way through, in my opinion, some of the best Star Wars content that exists and in a way I'm trying to get more and more people to watch Star Wars Rebels because the episodes are only 20 minutes long. It's all on Disney+. And if you look at the ratings online, including on Rotten Tomatoes and things like that, they're all pretty damn high because it's an amazing show season one is pretty good but season two three four oh god so good so good but yeah that's kind of what i'm up to at the moment obviously there is my show styles comics in canon every saturday an episode comes out on the feed of comics in motion and also i've started up its own little feed as well just called styles comics in canon your guide to the galaxy through the comic book lens so if you want to find that in your various podcasting apps please do that and follow and subscribe and all that wonderful stuff and please leave reviews for it because it's just a new show i haven't really promoted it on social media or anything like that because i'm just trying to spend time uploading the back catalogue to it i try for one episode a day but it normally ends up being like three or five episodes a week uh, just because it's it's a lot doing two podcasts and patreon and then also trying to copy basically information from one podcast feed to another so everything takes time i think that's most of the stuff that i'm up to obviously i've already plugged patreon so if you want to support the show uh, financially please consider doing that it's only one pound a month and you get access to hours and hours of bonus content that you don't get anywhere else and you get early access to stuff and a few other bits and pieces as well and you can support the show by sharing on social media telling your friends all about it and trying to get more people to listen to genuine chit chat and any of the other works that i'm involved with also make sure you subscribe to the pop culture collective newsletter link to that is in the description myself tony farina as well as super dummy paul and loads of other incredible individuals who are part of the comics and motion family and some who are part of the more extended family we get together and once a week basically as a newsletter that comes out generally speaking giving updates on what each of us are up to there are some people who contribute to the newsletter weekly others who are like bi-weekly or monthly or other people who are just occasionally when things sort of pop up so i'm going to try and do it weekly where i can there might be the odd week that you don't see me on there just because i might have forgotten to submit something but in general i will be on there and it's a really really cool idea it's all fronted by super dummy paul so all credit goes straight to him but yeah really really cool thing please check that out if you're not really much of a fan of social media and you want to be kept up to date what i'm up to and a lot of the people i associate with are up to please consider going over there and subscribing to the pop culture collective But my friends, that is enough from me. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I appreciate each and every one of you listening and reviewing and sharing with your friends and supporting in all of the various ways that you do. Please let us know if listening to this podcast made you want to listen to Weezer. And if you already listened to Weezer, please tell us what your rankings are, what you thought of our rankings and your favorite songs, all that sort of great stuff. But thank you. We appreciate you a huge amount. Myself, Tony, and just anyone I have on this show really appreciates you. We love you, the wonderful, faceless audience. Thank you so much for listening. We really, really appreciate it. And we were speak to you next week with the quite deep and important conversation surrounding pregnancy childbirth and parenthood you have just experienced host creator everything else of genuine chit chat and also the host and creator of star wars comics and canon found on the comics in motion podcast mike burton